So we are in my mobile office. We're in the car at the moment. As you'll be able to probably hear, we've got the radio going on. We've got the lights and sirens down below it. Yeah, let's get going. <laughs> Depending on where you work will depend on the type of jobs that you go to. I live in a township which sort of crosses over to rural so that will be a lot different to somewhere that is a busy city. Kia ora, my name is Mariah. I am a frontline police officer who's currently based in Masterton. I have been a police officer for almost two years now. No mai, haere mai. Welcome to Offbeat, where we explore the many ways to find your own rhythm in a career with New Zealand police. This podcast series highlights some of the many directions a police officer can consider after their initial two years of working on the front line. And because that frontline experience is such a common and necessary part of police work, today's Offbeat is dedicated to it. We'll be guided by a very, very talented constable, me. The exact tasks of frontline police work can vary slightly depending on where an officer is based. Today, you'll be hearing about my personal experiences at work, but in general, frontline officers keep New Zealanders safe in their homes, on the streets and on the roads. And it's important to note that while some frontline officers choose to move into different roles once they have their permanent appointment, others are hugely satisfied by the work and stay in it for years. It all depends on the person. Before we get into it, I wanted to quickly note that sometimes frontline work brings us into situations that can be dangerous and challenging. A big part of our work is responding to emergency 111 calls. If you don't feel up to hearing about that today, maybe pick this up again later. The offbeat crew came to see me at work and asked what it's like to be a frontline police officer in a public safety team. So, let's get the show on the road by hearing a bit about all the time I spend um, on the road. I like to be out and about, so when I'm at work, all my work I will try and get done from the car because I like to be either at jobs or actively looking for other work to do. You can do a lot of police work from our phones now, which is really awesome. It means that we don't have to be sitting in front of a computer for a lot of things. But if I do, obviously I have to come back to the station, plonk myself down and get stuck into the work on the computer. I'm a frontline police officer. What that means in really simple terms is that when you call 111 and ask for police help, I or one of my frontline colleagues will be the ones to initially attend that job and provide um, the, the, the first help that may be needed. It brings so much variety because you never know what somebody's calling 111 about. Our day might look typically like attending family harm uh, episodes or events for people, attending car crashes, attending sudden deaths, attending neighbours arguing sort of civil disputes, yeah, giving out infringements for not wearing your seatbelt, being on your phone while you're driving, having things wrong with your car. Frontline police officers do a little bit of everything. However, when we feel like we have exceeded our ability in being able to provide 
said service to a 111 call, that is when we get these specialist groups to come in and help us and we all work together. Frontline work quite closely alongside our family safety team and our youth aid team. We work closely with them because family safety and youth aid naturally work closely together and family harm is a big issue in New Zealand. So it's majority of the calls that Frontline attend. Other specialist teams that we work with would be the likes of AOS, so the Armed Defenders Squad. It would be dog handlers. It would be the CIB, so the detectives upstairs. It would be our adult sexual assault teams, all that sort of stuff. Frontline police are important to the organisation because we are the face of police. We're who you think about when you think about police officers. We're who arrive when you call 111. Frontline police are also important to this podcast. Every person you hear talking about the nature of their work, whether they solve complex crimes, build community connections, negotiate with people, rope out of helicopters or search for missing people, they all started out on the front line. Working in a public safety team is the foundation of all police careers. So let's look a bit deeper into the working life of frontline police. A typical week for a police officer is different every week. You never know what your days are going to look like, but the way that we prioritise what comes through is 111 calls are treated as priority because mostly they need help now. And then once we've been able to deal with them, we will then have a look at other files that we might be holding, which would be from previous attendance of 111 calls, which would involve following up with victims, possibly offenders, getting CCTV organised, taking photos of the scene, There's a multitude of things I could go on, but those are probably the main things. And then from there, that is probably when we would then go and look for work. So that's when we would be providing infringements and just seeing who's out and about and seeing what they're up to. So when I refer to looking for work, I'm looking for vehicles in particular that aren't looking too tidy. Normally that's an indicator that something's going on inside that vehicle so I'll just be looking at everyone who's coming who's driving as well just to see what their reaction is to also police driving past them and that tells you a lot and also if somebody is so let's just say we're driving on a straight road now and someone makes an abrupt turn off onto a side street then that's an indicator that potentially they're trying to avoid police for whatever reason so we need to go and see where they've gone or what they're up to. An important part to know before you join police is that there is a lot of paperwork that you need to do with every job that we attend. It's an important part of the job, so, yeah, you need to be quite vigilant with it. It's how we document things that victims have said, what offenders have done. It's how we give our evidence Everything gets sent to the courthouse usually if we're going to charge somebody, so it's really important that that's up to scratch. Stakes are high because if you make a mistake in a bit of paperwork, you might lose out on that offender being able to be held accountable for their actions, and then you have a consequence of then explaining to the victim why 
it hasn't happened. We write everything down in our notebook that just sits in my vest and I use it for every job that I go to. I write down who I'm speaking to, what they've said, what I've noticed. If anything's a bit off, it's a, a good referral point for when I'm at my computer typing up the actual bits and bobs that I need to for whatever I've just attended. Debriefing is something you'll naturally do on the job. You work so closely with your colleagues and you go through quite different sort of scenarios that you will just always be debriefing any job that you go to, no matter how big or small it might be, because they're all interesting. If there is a really big job that comes through that's really serious, there'll be a big debrief about it and that will be normally upstairs and that will involve more senior members of police just to oversee that meeting and make sure everyone's okay from whatever's happened. That interview is great, but the ones with your colleagues are the ones that really matter because they're the ones that you've been through that situation with and it's a more of a, a, an emotional sort of chat. I try and live my life outside of work as well. I have a lot of things that I do outside of being a police officer. So I found that being a cop gives me that ability to also have a lot of fun outside of work as well, just with the schedule and how it works. Police Frontline roster works with six days on and four days off. So my six days on are split into two early shifts, which are 6.45 to 3.45, and then two late shifts, which are 3 p.m. to 12 a.m., and then the last two are night shifts, which are 10.30 p.m. till 7 o'clock in the morning. And then you are led into four magnificent days off. With policing, there's lots of things to be done sometimes. So you do work a little bit of overtime depending on what district you're in, which you get paid for. So it's no worries. <laughs> Shift work when you first start is quite challenging, mostly because I'm a morning person, I'm not a night person. So it was really hard to adjust being up all night. The way breaks work in police is that they're not structured like I guess your normal nine to five would be. You don't have your set to 15 minutes and a half an hour for lunch. You mostly just do that when you can. There is always an opportunity to do that, but it's just sort of how long into your shift might that be. I always carry snacks on me. I don't like being hungry. So in my bag, which I take with me in the car, I will have like a lunchbox full of muesli bars and stuff like that just in case I ever get caught out somewhere and I feel that hangry inner me coming out. But yeah, everyone that you work with is always keen on a coffee or a cup of tea. So when you get back into the station, you normally do the rounds, say, hey, anyone want a cup or something? And you will just sit there and have a bit of a break whilst you're having a look at your computer. Now that you have a sense of my snacking habits, let me share a bit about how I came to be working as a police officer. I like talking to people who yeah, have just done different things, have been through things and had experiences that I would probably never be able to understand. But to be able to talk to them about it and potentially be able to help them about it is just something that I've always found as an empathetic person, something that I would like to do, something that I can help them with. 
I became interested in being a police officer when we had a careers day at high school. I was sitting there with absolutely sort of no aspiration on what I wanted to do when I left. And we had a police officer, Constable Keeley, who's actually just left police, come in and she talked about all the pros and the cons of becoming a police officer, but she mostly talked about how she had such a strong whānau connection within police, coming from a big Māori family that was awesome to hear. Um, I wanted to be able to have that in my home life and in my work life. So I decided from that moment on that my career path would be a police officer. She talked a lot about how every day is different, which is obviously very appealing. I like being able to do something different every day and interact with different people from all walks of life every day as well. I had no interest in being a police officer before that presentation. I mean, I always thought the woman in blue looked awesome. It's like, they are so badass. That is a cool job. But I was never thought that that would be something that I would pick. I didn't know what I was going to do when I left school. Something that I've always been sure of um, that I've wanted to be was as a mum. I'm not a mum yet, but I know that also becoming a police officer The police are very supportive of women and women creating a family. So that was also another real real highlight for me. To join the police, you have to be 18 and you also have to have a full driver's licence, both of which I did not have and was not of age. So I decided to travel. So I travelled a lot over that six-year period before I became a police officer. I was living overseas in the UK. I was a complaints manager for a call centre working for an energy company. That job meant that any complaint that came through a normal call centre agent and they weren't happy with whatever got transferred through to me and it was my job to sort of de-escalate the situation and get a, a resolution for the customer and for the company. I can see a lot of similarities from working in a call centre, especially in the complaints management role mostly because it was important for me to be able to de-escalate situations quickly, which is something I do on a daily basis as a police officer. I put my application through when I was 23, took about 18 months or a little less because I was only 24 when I went to police college, so that's a little bit of bad maths there. I was 24 when I graduated and I'm now almost two years in and I'm 26. I grew up in Macedon policing here has actually been no worries. It's been good to have that sort of local knowledge about who's who and what's what. I've been working as a frontline officer for almost two years in Macedon. I like working in the Wairarapa because when I first came out of college, it's a very overwhelming experience. And to be in Macedon where stuff does happen, but not necessarily every job that you go to, It's really nice to be able to get an understanding of what you're actually doing rather than just jumping from one job to the next. Another thing I like working in the Wairarapa is because I like everything that I do outside of work as well. And the Wairarapa has such a vast environment of we go from one end, you're in the hills, the other end, you're at the beach. It's just, yeah, it's a really beautiful place to to be. I thought that this role would be suited for me because I'm a good communicator, I'm positive, 
I'm friendly. I have the ability to de-escalate situations and build good rapport with people quite quickly, I think. So they're all fundamental skills with being somebody on front line. If you want to be a police officer, I think it's really important to be a good communicator, obviously because you're talking to people, again, from all walks of life, so you need to be able to adapt to their language, be relatable. Being a team player, you're working with the same people at very weird hours of the day for six days out of ten, so it's really important to be able to to have that friendship with the people that you're working with because you do go through very different situations and so it's important to be able to build those relationships with them. I think everyone thinks police officers have to be really, really fit, but you don't. I think you need to have a healthy lifestyle, especially with being on front line, just because you never know sort of what situation you'll be getting yourself into that day. But fitness-wise, you don't have to be crazy fit. All the tests in recruitment are super manageable for anyone who's motivated to get into the job. Another quality that I think is important is being adaptable. That's important because you may only get some information when you're attending certain jobs and then they may develop into something completely different once you arrive. So situations are always evolving in front of yourself, so it's important to, as I said, just adapt to those situations and not be closed-minded about what's happening in front of you. I remember a job that I went to came through as a no-speech emergency call. So what that means is that somebody has called 111, they haven't said anything, they've just hung up the phone. And we always attend those jobs for obvious reasons, just to make sure people are safe. Most of the no-speech emergency calls that we get turn out to be that somebody's dialed 111 by mistake. However, with this job, we got to the address and we discovered that there was obvious signs of criminal activity. The male at the property became very aggressive and we had to take evasive action to make sure that that situation was kept safe. So it's just, yeah, all about being adaptable, that's for sure. People make the assumption that police officers are quite scared. Well, me as a female are quite quite scared going into high-pressure or high-risk situations. However, it's definitely not the case. Most of the women that I work with, myself obviously included, we dominate the situation. We know what's going on. We keep us and our colleagues safe. So that's been, I guess, an assumption that a lot of people have made. In frontline, it can be quite easy to be offender-focused, meaning that we need to do all that we can to hold this offender to account for whatever actions that they have done. But I think it's also very important in the same breath to be extremely victim-focused because they're the ones that are obviously affected by all this maybe terrible stuff that they've been put through. So it's important to have a big focus on our victims as well. I think I will always be good at dealing with victims just because I'm a very empathetic person. It can also be quite hard to sort of know what to say in tough situations. 
but I find it just going back to all my life, ex- all my all my twenty six years of life experience. But my my life experience that I got before joining police has really helped me be empathetic to people in tough situations. A challenge that you will face with joining police is that a lot of people will just talk to your uniform. They see you as just a police officer. They don't see you as Mariah from Masterton who's born and bred here and whose parents are, you know, well known in the community as well. So that can be really difficult to to realise that it's not you that they're being um, mean to. I think you do have to be thick-skinned with being a frontline police officer because you will get called probably everything under the sun. But that's also okay because you know that they're not really talking about you either. A challenge that I face at work is it can be difficult to go into situations where you've you've been there four times earlier in that same working week and you're here for the same thing and to try and approach that situation with the same empathy that you would have on the first interaction. And that all comes down to not being able to change people's behaviour. People will only change when they're ready to and that's not going to necessarily be when you arrive. So it's just about entering every job that you go to with still trying to be as empathetic as you were the first time that you came into their household. Something I enjoy about being a frontline police officer is that over the course of the last 18 months, I've gained so much knowledge and confidence with my role that when I go into family harm situations, which is something that I'm quite passionate about, I feel like I can sort of make a difference in those people's lives. Not necessarily I've fixed all their problems, but I've been able to be somebody who's come into that situation and made decisions about what's happening, been a friend to them, been able to be kind to their children. So it's just small wins from those jobs that we attend uh, are really worthwhile for me. Another thing that I find rewarding about being a police officer is holding people to account for their actions. Obviously, it's a big part of what police do, but I I like, again, being able to, to control that situation um, with myself or my colleagues and being able to hold people to account for their behaviour. Yeah. Does becoming a cop sound like your cup of tea? The process you need to go through starts with completing an online application. Then there is a thorough background check, a chat with police's recruitment team, and a range of tests, which include English, maths, psychometric testing, medical checks, and a physical appraisal. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for the bonus offbeat episode that gives you a bit more detail of the recruitment process or go to newcops.govt.nz. If you successfully go through the recruitment process, you'll be selected for what's called a wing. This is a group of people you go through police college with. Then you go through your 16 weeks at police college, graduate and start your police career as a frontline officer. There's plenty of support along the way from the recruitment team to help you navigate the process. 
It's pretty common for some of these steps to be challenging and my journey to police college was no exception. I haven't studied since being at high school, so there was about a six-year gap where I really hadn't done any actual learning. When I was going through the recruitment process, I had to get tutoring to be able to (laughs) refresh myself on doing maths without a calculator because that's something you have to do as part of the recruitment process as well. So it was just about being disciplined with how study was going to look and how I was going to get to achieve my goal because you just have to do it. When I knew I was ready to submit my application to become a police officer, I just went online and it was a super straightforward process from them. It's newcops.govt.nz and it's a really nice, easy, straightforward process of submitting your details. My initial thought was I'm going to want to have a lot of information about me, but they didn't. It was a nice, simple, compact application process, which didn't make the process feel overwhelming at all. Once it had been submitted, I received information in more depth, which made it, again, more relaxing process because I know sort of once you've made that decision, it can be a little bit overwhelming trying to get all your ducks in a row. Once I'd put my application through, the ball got rolling really quickly. The recruitment team contacted me within a few weeks to get to know me and to help me put things in place to get to where I wanted to be which involved doing a academic test, a physical test, and what we call scope at your local station. And scope is just like a ride along with police officers in your area. And once that was done, I then had my interview with my recruitment officer who gave me the yay or the nay. I got the yay and then my date for college was set. And all of that, I think, took about 18 months I absolutely loved police college. Police college will forever be a highlight of my policing career. Besides all the learning that you do, I think it's really important to note that you make some incredible friendships with people there. It is an awesome journey to be on with other like-minded people. The college experience itself, it was a bit of a shock going back to a like a hostel kind of living environment, being a young adult and going back to being of a setup of a adolescent was a little bit weird. But again, you're sort of in this little bubble with all of your wingmates and you just hit the ground running with all things police, all things good. So it's a lot of information to take on at one time. But again, it's what you're living and breathing. So it's easy to to somewhat understand before you get out into the real world. When you join police or come out into district, you are assigned a FTO and FTO stands for Field Training Officer and they're there to guide you through your entry into police district. They also mark you on your ability to police by yourself, so whether or not you're competent in doing certain tasks in police because part of being a new constable, which is what I'm still in the process of doing, is marking off your PA. PA stands for permanent appointment. And what your PA is, is it's just a list of things which you need to be able to do by yourself to show that you are competent and can be fully signed off as a frontline constable. 
And that means that you are no longer on a probation. You are a real deal. You are the full Monty. Yeah. I'll come clean. This podcast is not my first rodeo when it comes to encouraging people to consider a career with police. When the Puhikura documentary series was released, I was invited to speak at a launch event. The series is an honest reflection of police's relationship with Māori, and it intends to create open discussions about some of the motivations and barriers Māori have in relation to joining police. And that was important for me to go to that event to just represent somebody from the Wairarapa, as I'm, I actually think I'm the only Māori woman frontline cop in Masterton, so it was important for me to go over there and speak at that. Being Māori and being in the police is not something that I ever thought about, but it's definitely something that my family have thought about. I think my grandparents are extremely proud that I am where I am because there was definitely a time I I think they thought that I probably wasn't going to be in this police officer role. Being Māori and being brought up with Māori values has been really beneficial to how I police because I've brought those values into situations where my colleagues might not have been aware that that's how it is in Māori culture. So to be able to share that with them and then being relatable to who I'm dealing with has been a real positive. My friends and family have always been super supportive of the fact that I wanted to be a police officer and that I am a police officer. I think everyone's parents and close friends and partners will naturally always be worried for them going to work because they know what they're dealing with. However, it's important, again, to have that open line of communication with your family especially because what is police's normal is definitely not what their normal is. If you have that conversation with them about what your day-to-day looks like, they understand that, oh, okay, this is actually normal for you and they will be able to pick up the signs when you aren't all right. Yeah, yeah. So my partner is a builder. When we first got together, I just applied to become a police officer and he was a little bit gobsmacked that that's something that I wanted to do and then he got to know me and got to realise that that's something that I would be absolutely more than capable of doing and he supported me throughout my entire journey with being a police officer. I think the hours that I work actually work really well for the hours that he works because we always end up having time together, which is really important um, in any relationship. It's important to maintain friendships outside of the police because you can quite easily just become consumed with everything bad um, and you can constantly just be talking about work stuff. I like to do all things outdoors outside of work. I am a water baby, so I feel very connected to the water. I love to surf. I love to hike. I love to I love to dance. So I go to a lot of concerts. I actually haven't been to one for a wee while at the moment, but I, I love seeing live music. And I have a fur baby whose name is Butters. She is my absolute pride and joy. I love that dog so much. She's a golden retriever. I was nervous to tell Constable Keeley that she was part of my why for joining police. 
mostly because there had been such a big gap between that presentation at school and then me actually becoming a police officer. But we went to the same gym. We used to go to the same gym. So I saw her there and I thought, oh, I've got to tell her that will be, uh, if that was me, I would like somebody to tell me that that was the reason why. So I told her she was super stoked. So was her husband, who's also a police officer who still works here. Yeah. I'm thinking about joining the family safety team somewhat again, following in Constable Kelly's footsteps a little bit. Family safety team, they are dedicated to working with families who are, who regularly call police about domestic violence situations. They are a team who aren't in uniform, who go into people's homes and provide them with lots of other government services that are on offer and can provide food, can provide toys, can provide just more of a friendship as well to be able to to get them out of that circle or at least break the circle for when their children grow up. I've always liked the idea of being in that team. I feel like in that position I'll be able to make a real difference to victims and children of repeat family violence more so than if I was in frontline. So it's really important to me to be able to to give that back to my community. So I, hopefully I'll be able to transition into that role when a job becomes available soon. That brings us to the end of this episode of Offbeat and the end of our first season. Visit newcops.govt.nz for more information about the police recruitment process and the career paths available. For more audio features on the many roles that can shape a police career, listen to other episodes of Offbeat on Spotify, Apple, iHeart or the New Cops website.